guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. Man, if this is your first time tuning in, I just want to say thank you so much. It's a special. Today's is super special, as a matter of fact. So if you guys are actually looking at this, this is my Podia membership. But this isn't about the membership. This is about me showing you guys not only the membership, but the webinars, right? I'm going to discuss that a little bit later. But guys, to be honest with you, I got to first apologize. Okay, one, because... Man, I went on a hiatus with doing these uh, reading questions. Yeah, remember the whole summary, the inference? I was supposed to do so many others, but I failed. It wasn't until, of course, my wonderful Margarita, big shout out to you. It is why you, you are why I am doing this. But she said, Arsenio, I'm having difficulty in questions nine and 10 of every passage. That means she was having difficulty with the sentence insertion questions. So I got a nice little setup outside at a different location. You guys see this, this isn't a fake background. As you can see, I got some little, some leaves over here that are moving. So that's all real. Okay. So I got a completely different background um, and I'm in a different environment. You might hear birds, you might hear a lot of different animals, but it's all good. So today's not about the animals, it's not about any of that. It's about the webinar at the end, which I'm gonna tell you about, and it's about these crazy ass insertion questions. So listen, man, these are confusing, but I have three strategies, okay? Three strategies today that I'm gonna show you in regards to how you can answer these, okay? So with that being said, these are some kind uh, sometimes called coherence questions, right? This is the type of question where you have a paragraph and you have a sentence. You have to put the sentence wherever you believe it goes within the paragraph, right? So for those of you who are listening, I'm going to read this out for you. A, at the eight, now A is at the beginning. That means does the sentence go there? And if it does, it must be general and then it needs to go to specific. I'm going to show you that strategy, number one, later on. But here we go. A, the age of rock art in Australia has been revised several times, with earlier dates suggested recently after new discoveries. B, accurate scientific proof has dated the first appearance of surface rock in Australia to approximately 30,000 to 50,000 years ago. C, this lengthy and astounding history of rock art in Australia makes it the oldest art tradition known today in the world. D. Now, if we look at these four sentences, now we have a following sentence. It says, thanks to radiocarbon dating and technological development in studying the evidence, researchers can now give a more precise age on this type of art. Now, I'm gonna say that again. By reading that, I know exactly where it goes because of a lot of context clues throughout the sentence. But the strategy number one I'm gonna show you is general to specific. If you understand general to specific, we're gonna do a very good job and I'm gonna show you two other strategies too. But if you see here, researchers can now give a more precise age on this type of art. Okay, so when does the person, what is the precise age? I'm looking for a number. You see what I mean? Now you're not always gonna have this in the insertions but I'm able to depict from context clues within that sentence where I can precisely put this within the paragraph. So what I did, I, write, I wrote all of this down verbatim, okay? So first and foremost, if you guys are listening, there are three principles behind figuring this out. Ideas in the paragraph are written in a general to specific. 
that was a general. Do you want me to read that one more time? Thanks to radiocarbon dating and technological development and studying the evidence, <gasps> researchers can now give a more precise age on this type of art. That's general. Then we have to get into the specifics in regards to the age of the art, okay? Meaning that the idea is introduced with general details and then more specific details will follow. The age of the art. Number two, pronouns are often included in the prompt sentence. I'm gonna describe that later. And number three, the transitional words or the discourse markers are often included in the prompt sentence. Okay, now with these three strategies, we're gonna figure this out, okay? So what I got here is strategy number one. This goes from general to specific. Look at the prompt sentence, identify if it's the type of sentence containing specific details or general information. Now, if it contains specific information, that means the general comes, goes before, okay? If it's the general, that means it goes after. It's the former, latter, latter, former, depending on how it is given. So here, what I wrote down, and I'm going to make a little bit more sense of it, is if the prompt sentence is the type of sentence containing specific details, then it must be inserted after the sentence, which is more general, okay? Vice versa, if the prompt sentence is the type of sentence containing general information, then the specific details must be inserted after. All right, there it is. Now, strategy number two, pronouns, demonstrative pronouns, different types of pronouns. Now, let me hurry up and get a little bit of this mulberry. Mm -hmm. When you see a word like they, these, those, this, look for the sentence that contains the information that those pronouns are referred to, okay? then the prompt sentence must be inserted after the sentence, all right? And strategy number three, what we have here is transition words at the beginning of the sentence could give you an idea, okay, about their connection with the surrounded sentences. So the however, the so, the but, the therefore, the contrast, the adding on the information, the yet, whatever it may be. I'm gonna break this down even more. Here's your big clue. If the transition words are and, so, therefore, okay, or one similar to these, the sentence before the prompt will share the same ideas and opinions of the prompt sentence. Now, if the transition words are yet, but, however, or a different contrast word, then the sentence before the prompt will contradict the ideas, okay? Now, I wrote down, obviously, this does sound a little bit crazy, but don't worry. I'm going to break this down even more. So let's go, into this, let's go into this in details, all right? For those of you who are listening to me, let me break it down like this, all right? I have another one. Now, referring back to the first one, it was B, right? B, what do I mean? Okay, it talked about scientists are now able to predict or know exactly where the age is. Then it goes into the specifics, 30,000 to 50,000. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So that, that is general to specific. All right, do you guys get me? Now, in saying that, let's practice with another one. I'm gonna read this out. Ganymede, okay, one of Jupiter's satellites and the largest in our solar system, is cratered. A, 
about one quarter of its surface seems to be as old and heavily cratered. The rest form, more recently, as we can tell by the sparse covering of impact craters, as well as the relative freshness of the craters. Callisto, the second largest moon of Jupiter, is more cratered than Ganymede. B, Ganymede is a differentiated world, okay? Like the terrestrial planets. C, measurements of its gravity field tell us that the rock and metal sank to form a core about the size of our moon with a mantle and crust of ice floating above it. D, in addition, discourse marker, the Galileo spacecraft discovered that Ganymede has a magnetic field, the signature of a partially molten interior. Ganymede, I might be butching this, the, uh, the, the, the word, by the way, I don't give a damn. It, I'm sorry, Ganymede is not a dead world but rather a place of continuing geological activity powered by an internal heat force. Sorry, source. Much of its surface may be as young as half a billion years. Now, I wanted to read that out for all my wonderful listeners, okay? Because I love you guys, and I love you, and I love you, and oh, guess what? I love you. So here we go. Our sentence. Where would this sentence best fit? We have to first identify a couple of things, but let me just say the sentence out loud. The difference between Ganymede and Callisto, however, extends much further below the surface of the satellites. Now, is this general or is this specific? All right, now, it's a little confusing, but we're going to go here. All right, now it says this. Ganymede, one of Jupiter's satellites and the largest in our solar system, is cratered. Now, we cannot, of course, that's where you would put A. The difference between Ganymede and Callisto, there's no, re there's no relativity happening, right? So let's go into B. It says here, Callisto, the second largest moon of Jupiter, is more cratered than Ganymede. And then it says B. So when we put the sentence, the difference between Ganymede and Callisto, however, extends much further below the surface of the satellite. So what I did here, and I said, okay, let's try this out, people. Let's try formula number one. Okay, we're going general to specific. Okay, general to specific. Now, if you look at that prompt sentence, okay, it shows the details just like I just stated. So the prompt sentence is the difference between Ganymede and Callisto, however, extends much further below the surface of the satellites. Is a type of sentence containing general information. And then it goes into specifics. It should. Now, it says the differences between Ganymede and Callisto extends much further below the surface. But it doesn't mention anything specific. Am I right? So that's step number one. Step number two, if the prompt sentence is the type of sentence containing specific details, then it's going to be inserted after the sentence, which is more general, like I told you before. So in saying that, okay, I wrote down, quote, now we know that the prompt sentence should be inserted in the place before the paragraph starts to contain specific details. All sentences B, C, D contain more information about their differences. So we know the answer is B, like I just said. Now, I'm going to run that past you one more time. The difference between Ganymede and Callisto, however, extends much further below the surface of satellites. Right? 
And so if we put it in B where the answer is, the sentence before, it says Callisto, the second largest moon of Jupiter, is more crater than Ganymede. Okay, so there's a comparison. It's more of this than this. The difference is, or the difference between Ganymede and Callisto, however, extends much further below. Okay, so Callisto is more crater, but the differences between the two extend much further below. And then it goes into the next sentence. Ganymede is a differentiated world like the terrestrial planets. Measurements of the gravity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if we look at C, Ganymede is a differentiated world like terrestrial planets. All right. Where do you see the link? Like, and then it goes straight into measurements of, this, of its gravity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then it goes into the size of our moon, the mantle crust of ice floating above it. So you don't see much of a link there. So I wrote all of that down in this specific area so you guys can understand. So that formula, okay, is understanding general to specific. You saw how I broke down two of those passages. So what I'm gonna do now, I'm gonna show you another one, all right? And again, we're going to use that strategy number one again. So I'm gonna read this out for you. <sighs> Question number two. Many areas of the shallow sea bottom are covered with the lush growth of aquatic flowering plants adapted to live submerged in seawater. A, these plants are collectively called seagrasses. B, seagrass beds are strongly influenced by several physical factors. C, the most significant is water motion, current, and waves. D, since seagrass systems exist, ex exist in both sheltered and relatively open areas, they are subject to differing amounts of water motion. So what we have here, our prompt sentence is, seagrasses grow together in dense patches or beds with as many as 4,000 blades per square meter. Now, is that general or is that specific? All right, so. We looked at the sentence. What we're going to do next, we're going to look, go straight into step number two. Because if you said, oh, Arsenio, that's most definitely a specific sentence. All right, fantastic. So what we're going to do now, if the prompt sentence contains that, remember, it must be inserted after the sentence, which is more general. So now what we need to do, we need to find the sentence that has general information and place this one after. Again, Sentence B introduces seagrasses and defines the term. The next sentence discusses seagrass beds, a term used in our prompt sentence. So we need to place the prompt sentence between the two, making B the right choice. So it would read like this. These plants are collectively called seagrasses. Okay, these plants, boom, these are called seagrasses. After that, we're gonna put the prompt sentence. Seagrasses grow together in dense patches or beds with as many as 4,000 blades per square meters. Seagrass beds, okay, are strongly influenced by several physical factors. So basically what we do, what this is doing, the detailed sentence, it is introducing, they grow together in what? Dense patches and beds. And then the sentence following that would be seagrass beds 
Why? Because we already mentioned beds in the, the sentence before. So we're going more into a generality and then we're going into specific again. That's how you do it, people. So if I continue, all right, I wanna use a different formula. We're gonna use strategy number two so we can understand this. So we have another question. This should be actually question number three, but let's keep it going, okay? So we completed the general to specific. That's one way. If that works for you, you go with that. If it doesn't work for you, let's go to number two. Now, the age of rock art in Australia has been revised several times with earlier dates suggested recently after new discoveries. This sounds just like the same sentence. As a matter of fact, this is actually, we're going back to the same one. <laughs> but anyways, okay. What I want to do is literally take that same part that same prompt sentence thanks to radiocarbon dating and technological development in studying evidence researchers can now give a more precise age on this type of art so let's use strategy number two when you see the word like they these those or this remember look for the sentence that contains the information that these pronouns refer to all right and i wrote this out for you guys if we look at this First, identify the pronoun. Here, we need to match back this type of art, right? So going back to this, it says this type of art right here, right? You guys are looking on the screen. I just highlighted it in purple. Thanks to radiocarbon dating and technological development and studying evidence, researchers can now give a more precise age on this type of art. Right, so we're referring back to obviously this type of art, okay? And it's in the referencing in order to correctly place the prompt sentence. It's referencing back to rock art, right? Named in the first sentence. And that's why the answer would be B again. So let me read this out. A obviously would be before the first sentence. So it says the age of rock art in Australia has been revised, right? And then we're gonna put the prompt sentence, which would read, thanks to radiocarbon dating and technological development and studying evidence, researchers can now give a more precise age on this type of art. What type of art? The age of rock art. That's what I mean by referencing. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So in saying that there is strategy number three, again, guys, this, if you guys wanna go through read this a little bit more. There are quite a few more explanations so you guys understand, but I think for the most part, you guys are good with these. Um, the next, obviously, strategy number three would be discourse markers, which would be very, very fascinating stuff. But I think in using those two strategies, you guys are gonna be good enough. Now remember, this is a two-day free trial, okay? So if you want more of this, just go on to my badge. Now, the writing has, is fully written. It's already written out. You get two free evaluations. The speaking is already there. This reading is already there. So just go take advantage of it for two days and see if you like it. If you do, contact me. Let's talk. I'll send you a message as a welcome, as usual, and we'll go from there. So in saying that, for all of you out there who have difficulty with these types of sentences, with this type of reading question on TOEFL IBT. Right now, I'm hosting webinars. This is really gonna be good for a lot of you because I know some of you have difficulty in TOEFL speaking part one, 
the, the question two, question three, question four, different types of questions such as these, um, you know, the summary questions. I am going to start hosting webinars based on what you guys want me to obviously do. Now, as of right now, I'm going to be doing the TOEFL speaking question part one this upcoming, oh my God, what's the day? The 19th. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The 19th. It's got to be the 19th. Yes, it is the 19th. Yes, the 19th. Okay. So again, you're going to see a lot of details because I'm going to put this obviously in the description. I'm going to make the little description with everything. It's for the TOEFL speaking question one. Now, if these questions specifically you're having difficulty with, hurry up, let me know and say, hey, I'm interested. Could you put me on a list? I'm going to put you on an Excel sheet. Once I get about, what, three to five people, maybe even more, that's when I'm going to, of course, open up the registration for that specific webinar, okay? Now, you guys are wondering, okay, well, how much is it? $5, that's it, $5. So that's why me having it for no more than, obviously, an hour in coaching you guys through it, it would end up being very cost-effective for you guys because a $5 webinar, that you will have forever. It's going to show up on the webinar as you purchase it. You'll be able to refer back to the video as much as you could, okay? And even in saying that, if you guys can't make it to the webinar, you can buy the webinar after too. So it's going to be, it's going to be for sale after you actually go through with the webinar too. So in saying that, if you guys want more information in regards to the TOEFL speaking part one, Okay, Arsenio, how many students? It might be about, uh, it could be anywhere between maybe three and five students. It might be anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half. It just really all depends. I'll be keeping you guys in the loop because I want to make sure we get maximum, like the maximum training because it's not going to be just me speaking. It's going to be you guys going through the questions, me giving you pointers, a lot of different pointers and just bouncing ideas off one another. Record it. And for those of you who cannot, get onto the webinar at that time you'll be able to purchase it after right same thing goes with the reading the reading is more like coaching but i'll be calling on people individually that class might have upwards to 10 to 15 different people within that webinar why because it's me just coaching you guys you guys don't have to respond obviously but i will ask on you okay so what do you think about this what do you think about that and we'll have a nice little challenge in there and everything and it's going to be very very beneficial for a lot of you out there so if you're having difficulty, TOEFL speaking one, two, three, four. Uh, if you need a writing webinar, independent, integrated. If you need any of the reading questions, a webinar, okay? Any of the listening questions, a webinar. Make sure you reach out to me. Arsenio, I saw your video. I'm interested in this listening, this type of section, webinar. Let me know. I'll set it up. I'll say, okay, it's going to be debuting on this day. It's going to debut on this day. I'm going to be getting enrollments for this and that. A lot of you out there who obviously do not have the budget, but you do have $5 to spare. This is it right here. Obviously, there's online coaching. Obviously, the membership, you get all these videos and everything in a one-month fee of $50. But for webinars, it's just $5. It can stem anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half. Total speaking questions, two, three, and four might be an hour and a half. Speaking question one, depending on how many people it is, it might be just an hour. Okay? So, in saying that, guys, man, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. I think it's going to rain soon. Oh, my God. Oh, hell yeah, it's going to rain for sure. 
Okay, but anyways, in saying that, guys, man, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this video. I'm your host, as always, and there's going to be so much more coming, so you better stay tuned. Over and out.